Hey, uh, a few words about code review. Uh, actually, I'm trying to answer the question posted by Jerry on uh, one of the latest videos on YouTube. The question is about how we can uh, control those people and maybe not people, but in general, the process of doing code review for, for our code. The question is kind of hard to answer, to be honest. I mean, my experience over the last maybe five years of trying to do that, maybe a bit more, is telling me that it's, it's hard. So it's kind of easy to measure the performance and the quality of programmers. You submit tickets, we uh, fix your, we, we count your pull requests, uh, we do the code review for each pull request, and then we pass your pull requests through the quality control system, like automated static analysis, unit testing and everything, and then we merge it. And the more pull requests we merge from you, the higher is your performance. There are people who argue with that and saying that each pull request has different complexity and all that stuff, but in a professional team with professional developers, professional developers can and they, they know how to uh, minimize the size of a pull request down to a reviewable uh, portion of code. So they know how to decompose a large problem into smaller piece and uh, as we know, according to recent uh, research, which was probably, you know, published, uh, I think this year, or maybe last year, it was confirmed that smaller changes, uh, smaller pull requests, they lead to higher quality of code and they lead to better attention paid by code reviewers. So professional developers, they know how to break down larger pieces into smaller, into smaller chunks and then deliver those chunks. So that means that now, we can actually measure your performance by counting your pull requests. But the question now is, how do we know that somebody is looking at your pull requests? I mean, some person, because after this unit tests and all the automated control, we have people and sometimes two, pull re two reviewers. Sometimes we have three people, like two people review and then the architect makes uh, the final decision. So how do we know that the system is not uh, corrupted? I mean, the system is not uh, abused. And I've seen these situations when the team is working, they start as a normal team, they, they do code reviews and they review each other cross reviews. And then in a few months, when you look at the repository, you see pull requests, but in each pull request, there's nothing, there's just the, the button was clicked, merged, and that's it. So there was a reviewer was assigned, but no comments were provided. And I had this case just recently, probably a few weeks ago in one of the teams which I'm working with. And the question was to the architect, like why it's happening. And the architect said, we know our product very well and we know each other and we don't make, mis make mistakes. So when one developer is writing code, then I know that there's nothing to review because we already know about the requirements. We discussed many times what needs to be done. So what's the point of me to getting into the pull request and, and, and making some comments there? Because, I mean, we know each other and we, we can, uh, I can guarantee that the friend of mine sitting next to me does not make mistakes. And what do we have in the end? a few dozens or maybe a hundred pull requests with no, with no review comments in there. Is it a good situation? I believe it's not. So this excuse for my team is so good that we don't make comments and we don't criticize each other, I think it's, it doesn't stand. So it, it's not really a good uh, excuse for that. So the only uh, way I suggest, the only way I know, maybe you can suggest something else, but the only way I know how we can uh, control the quality of this process is by counting the amount of rejections 
uh, a code reviewer provides. So if you are the code reviewer and over the last months you rejected 5% of pull requests, I mean, maybe not entirely rejected, but provided initial rejection, provided some feedback which needed to be addressed. And if you have 5% and I have 50%, then obviously you are less uh, effective reviewer comparing to myself. So that's the only metric I know, like I, I would use, let's put it this way. We used um, another one, we used uh, a metric which was calculating the, the number of uh, comments in the pull request. So here's the pull request and then you submit some comments and then we count them and say that at least two, at least three comments have to be posted there with, you know, from the reviewer. That, that may be a metric as well, but we don't know what these comments are about. And very often reviewers just say something and uh, the author of the code says something back and then the reviewer just says, okay. So it's not really a rejection. It's not really finding a reason to reject but basically asking for explanation like why are you doing this this way and then here's the explanation why this is not good this is still not enough for for review the review has to reject that's the fundamental purpose of the review to reject the code and if your team does not does not have high enough rate of rejections of pull requests then uh, your code review process is not configured properly. How big should be this um, portion of rejections in, in the entire uh, volume of pull requests? I am not sure, but definitely not 5%. Has to be probably, I would say in a professional team, something about 20, 30%, something like that. So think about it. Do you measure this? Do you have this number on your team? And let me know in the comments. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned. Bye-bye.